This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you are traveling for the holiday, you might have missed it. But in Chicago, we started off the week with snowflakes. So that got us wondering, what do November flurries say about the winter weather conditions that are yet to come? Here to explain is Illinois state climatologist Trent Ford. Welcome back to Reset, Trent. Hey, Sasha. Always good to be on. So this morning, temperatures were in the teens, Trent, for the first time this season. Ouch. <laughs> is that normal this time of year, though? So it's not normal. I mean, it's it's, it's a good uh, 10 degrees or so below normal. So it's definitely cold. Uh, and, you know, when it gets into the teens, and I even saw some single digits uh, to really? the west of Chicago. Yeah, wow. yeah. And it, it, it that's, 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 that's very cold no matter what time of the season it is. But exactly. that, that first, right, your first low in the teens or, or single digits really hits harder, I think. So is the cold snap this week an indicator of a, a tough winter ahead? No. That's the simplest answer. Neither is the snow. Uh, so an early start to cold and snow does not indicate a, uh, a very intense winter ahead. So climatological winter uh, is defined as December 1st through the end of February. So mm-hmm. next year it'll be February 29th. And, uh, um, and, and so what we get in October, November really has nothing to do. There's no relationship at all with that, that period of time. Um, and in fact, we're even though we had kind of an early start to winter weather, really going all the way back to Halloween, um, all the indications are leaning towards a, perhaps a milder uh, winter, climatological winter for Chicago. Interesting. Well, this year there's a possibility of a strong El Nino event, right? So explain to us what climatologists mean when they talk about an El Nino winter. What are they saying? Yeah, so just take a step back from El Nino is one phase of the El Nino Southern Oscillation, which is a pattern of sea surface temperatures in the tropical Pacific, roughly between off the coast of Peru all the way to northern Australia. And when we have an El Nino, an area of that tropical Pacific, the water is unusually warm. Uh, And what that does is it affects the atmosphere, how it flows, what the jet stream looks like, where Mm -hmm. the jet stream is. And through that, what's called a teleconnection, it influences climate pretty much every global region on Earth, including here in the Midwest. Now, when we go back the last 70 or so years of data that we have and look at all the El Ninos we've had, which happen roughly every three to seven years or so, the tendency, it's not always, it's not a guarantee, but the tendency is that those El Nino winters, meaning that that December, January, February period when we're in an El Nino, tend to be on the milder side and a bit on the drier side for Chicago and and really the whole Midwest. So a little bit above average temperatures, not warm. It's Mm -hmm. Chicago in winter. It's going to be cold, but but, but milder and drier. Uh, And when you mentioned the chance of a strong El Nino, that's really important because um, the intensity of the El Nino, it's essentially how warm those sea surface temperatures are in the Pacific generally correlates with with uh, the the response of the climate. So if it's just a little bit like what we call a weaker El Nino, we don't see the response to the atmosphere as much as if we have a strong El Nino. Right now, we're in a moderate El Nino, and you're right that the forecasts are indicating that it's almost a guarantee we're going to at least stay in that moderate El Nino, moderate strength, and maybe even shift into a strong El Nino as we move into the winter. Okay. Is this similar to a normal weather prediction? I mean, how far off can you accurately predict an El Nino event? 
Yeah, actually, because the oceans uh, work actually similar to the atmosphere, they're both a fluid. You know, uh, uh, El Nino or its, its its partner in crime, La Nina, can um, can be can be pretty accurately forecasted six to nine months ahead of time. Uh, so when we when we say you know we're in an El Nino now, like we're, this winter is going to be an El Nino winter, meaning that we're in the El Nino pattern in the Pacific. Uh, and we're moving into winter. Both of those things are true. Mm-hmm. What we really care about here in Chicago is, are we going to see the typical kind of winter weather that we get in an El Nino winter? Because it can vary uh, quite a bit. Um, and so that is something that's a bit harder to predict. So it's a lot easier to predict, you know, two, three months ahead of time if we're going to be in an El Nino. Yeah. A lot harder if, to predict if the atmosphere is going to respond to that. We actually are going to be on the mild and maybe dry side in Chicago. How long does an El Nino event typically last? Most of the time, an El Nino event will last. It, it, it usually peaks in the in in our winter time, uh, really November to March, and then often falls off. So, oftentimes, an El Nino event will last uh, most often about one year or maybe one you know six month season, uh, and then we'll either move into a neutral phase, which is neither El Nino or La Nina, or into the La Nina phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes El Ninos can persist. Uh, you know, each of the last three winters we've been in. Uh, going all the way back to 2019, uh, it were La Nina winter, so the kind of the opposite phase. And so that actually was a triple-dip La Nina where we went three years in a row, which is pretty rare. Uh, but more often than not, when we're in a La Nina or El Nino in the wintertime, it, it falls off by the time we get to spring and summer. Yeah. So let's let's focus here then in, in the Chicago area and what we can expect from this El Nino winter. I mean, you're predicting less snowfall than usual, Right. That's what the National Weather Service is predicting. I, I'm not sticking my name on a weather prediction, but uh, <laughs> but the National Weather Service is is predicting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're predicting a, a, a milder, uh, right? So above the highest chances for above normal temperatures for the climatological winter, and uh, also uh, below normal precipitation. Uh, now they don't actually say anything about snowfall because snowfall, as we saw last week, is a really it's a tricky kind of dependence on what's going on right now as we get the right temperatures, the right cold air, and the right conditions in. So there's no information about, there's no prediction about if it's going to be above or below normal snowfall. But I will say, when we go back to each of the last four or five moderate to strong El Ninos, we had well below normal snowfall in Chicago for the whole winter season. So just because there's a chance for a milder winter on average, Trent, it doesn't mean one-off extreme weather events are out of the realm of possibility. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you can actually, if you want to repeat that once you kick me off here, because that's a really important. <laughs> Let point. me repeat it now. Just because yeah. we said that there is a chance for a milder winter on average, this does not mean that one off extreme weather events won't happen because they can. Yes. And they might. And, and, that, <laughs> and, and, and I will I will tell you that they will. We will see very cold temperatures, uh, even colder than what we're, we see right now uh, in Chicago sometime this winter. We will see more snow this winter. I will guarantee that. I'll put my name on that. The, this is really important because uh, what we can forecast when it comes to and what El Nino really influences is weather and, and really the climate on seasonal timescales. So one to three months, maybe even up to six month timescales. But what we as humans experience 
in the winter in Chicago or wherever you're at is day-to-day weather variability. And that's often where we care about because that's where the impacts are. So case in point, last year, last last winter, it was a mild winter overall. When we averaged the three months, it was a pretty, actually fairly mild winter. But we had a period of time around Christmas that where it was three or four days in a row where it was extremely cold. And actually, it, it had significant impacts to the peaches grown in southern Illinois because of that extreme cold. So even within a mild winter, we can have that extreme weather. Weather. And that has nothing to do with El Nino. Mm-hmm. So what this means is, is that the, the things that are impacted by kind of the season overall, let's say like season total energy usage, for example, how much you're going to run your, your furnace, that is, is influenced by El Nino. But, but there, there really isn't any great indication to say uh, how many blizzards we're going to get or how many uh, heavy snowfall we're going to get, how many extreme cold we're going to get. That's not as much linked with, with El Nino. Yeah, so you're also saying that the city shouldn't rush to reallocate its salt budget just yet? Well, hopefully they have their salt in place. Uh, they probably have already <laughs> had to use some. But, yeah, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where when we look overall, we see that below normal snowfall, but yeah. we don't just use salt for snow. Uh, and, and often if we get the temperature pattern where we're a little bit warmer and we get those winter systems coming through, it doesn't mean we won't get any kind of just, just rain. It could mean that we shift to maybe freezing rain, which is a lot more challenging to deal with with snow and still very impactful. So milder winters, meaning milder temperatures, don't necessarily mean we don't see those winter impacts. Yeah, I'm also thinking about farmers specifically who might depend on these climate predictions to make decisions about crops. Like, How could these conditions affect industry in Illinois? Yeah, well, when we're thinking about, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the commodity crops grown in Illinois are, are annuals. So they're grown in the warm season, but we do have a significant amount of, for example, winter wheat, uh, cover crops, and then perennial crops, fruit and vegetable crops, for example, that grow across over the winter time, or 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 at least going to dormancy over the winter time, that are affected by by the the winter weather. Um, and so, you know, something that we think about when we have these milder winters is that we could see uh, an, a potential for an earlier dormancy break in some of our, for example, fruit trees or berry bushes, that could put them at, a, at, a, at an increased risk for freeze damage. Um, and, and this is something that's really important. Just as we kind of talked about earlier, that an early start to the winter with snow and cold does not mean that we're going to have a really heavy winter. Yeah. Just because we have a mild winter does not mean we're going to have a really early last spring freeze. We've seen some of our most mild winters actually come with, along with late freezes mm-hmm. on the back end. That can put some of those some of those fruit uh, uh, crops at at risk, um, and, and also when we think about uh, when we get to that spring and summer, the growing season, um, we do see a relationship between winter temperatures, the extremity of, of winter temperatures, and um, and insect pests yeah. and diseases. So a milder winter could be more conducive to some of those insect pests coming in. So you know it's something to watch. It's not a guaranteed relationship, mm-hmm. but but there are impacts that do come from those those milder temperatures. Um, both both good and bad. Yeah, just a few seconds left here. But, you know, for the last several months, folks who live here know that efforts have been underway to find housing for the city's unhoused population, as well as thousands and thousands of asylum seekers that have been transported to Chicago. We've yet to see the city break ground on its proposed winterized base camps, right? So, I mean, if the shelters continue to face delays, Trent, I mean, do you think this El Nino winter could be a saving grace for the city? And for its unhoused population? 
if, if we get a milder winter, it could mean less exposure risk for some of those unhoused uh, folks or mm-hmm. migrants that are coming in uh, to the city. Um, but but it's definitely something that the city can't bank on yeah. uh, because, like we talked about, it doesn't take much, one, two, three days in a row, that we have those really extreme cold temperatures that can be a really huge human impact from that, mm-hmm. uh, from, from a health perspective. So um, it yeah. may be a benefit from that perspective, but we definitely need to need to get people out of harm's way irrespective of of, uh, what's going on with El Nino. Got to leave it there. Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford, thank you so much.